Truth Hurts Radio Phoenix. All right, I'm going to come up with a better um, introduction very soon, okay? It's in the works. And um, it's a very necessary uh, situation. I'll just say situation, okay? Because everybody's calling quantum... They're calling quantum entanglement quantum physics in its quantum thought map math. Okay. Only thoughts do math. Okay. So here I go. You won't break my soul. 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 All right, just a little bit of that sample right there. Hit you with that. You are break my soul. All right, ever, never, ever. Never, ever, ever, ever. Chicka, 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 chicka. Right there, right there. Chicka, 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 chicka. Remember that Nelly Furtado song? What about that ching, ching, ching? What about that bling, bling, bling? What about that? What about it? Is there more lyrics to that um song, You Won't Break My Soul? Because I don't know them. Besides that mind control verse ass shit that keep playing, right? For everybody on the wave, on the wave to hear, right? So, you know, all I got to say is if it's my wave that you're on, better get the fuck off because you're causing a lot of turbulence in my wave water. There's a lot of titling, entitling, entitlements, you know, and a lot of authoritative abuse of the whole thing. Thank you very much. The whole justice system. Abusive. Can you say abusive? Can you say abusive? Let's stay abusive together out loud. All right, so a lot of peep. All right, there's like so much shit I can say, right? But I just want to be creative because um, at this age, at 38, I should have had like at least three babies, you know, by now. And I, I, have, I don't have none, okay? I don't have none. And I am at a fertile, very fertile time in my life. Very fertile, Okay. I am a creating being, a creative-ass being. My whole life, since before I got here, I've been a creative person, okay? A poetess, a creative, poetic, whatever you want to call it, you, it is, okay? I come from very humble beginnings. You might as well say humblebee, you know, like Huma, but like humblebee, all right, whatever. Who the fuck cares, right? Nobody, nobody. Truth Hurts Radio, Phoenix. All right, guys, so I'm like actually a very organized person. 
very, very organized and business oriented, you know, like my first job, like as soon as I was 13 years old, I said, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go to work. You know, I got my work papers signed from the counselors. Uh, I could only work this many hours. They told me I could only work like under, under 40 hours. Cause I'm like 13. So I worked all of those hours that I could work, you know, cause, um, my family, was a low income household. They were the I was a first generation college student to supposed to graduate and finish college and be the example and be uh really uh you know just be an example just be a older good good sister to all my cousins and my brother and all of that and I didn't care. I mean, you know, like that's what I that's what I was aiming for in my life is minding my own business and moving forward always, you know? So that's why I worked very, very hard from the age of 13 because I seen my mom work very, very hard. I seen them come all, move, tr- move and transfer their whole lives from a whole different country to come to here to make my life and my brother's life better and less, you know? just better. And that's what they do. It's what they did. Okay, so um, I so I am, I am not, I am, and then I am not, you know, so um, is it my mother and my father's fault? If something happened to me that they, um, you know, weren't there, there to witness. All right. And, um, what else, right? So much I could say. Hold up, hold up. I'll just say, I like the sun. I like baking in the sun and chilling in the sun. That's what I like. To grow in the sun and then put water on me and then I grow even more with the water and sun, you know, just like plants and flowers and nature does, okay? So you won't break my soul, telling everybody, 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 I'm telling everybody. That you will break my soul. You will break my soul. Never ever. No matter how many times you tried it, tried it, and tried it. No matter how many times you tried it, no matter how many times you tried it, no matter how many times you tried it, you won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. No matter how many times you tried it, no matter how many times you tried it, no matter how many times, how many times, how many friends and how many things, how many things you do, I and you can't break my soul. No matter how many movies you come out with, no matter how many, no matter how many albums you come out with, and you can't still break my soul, and you still can't come to my soul, and you still can't talk to my soul. No no matter how many times you tried it, no matter how many times you put death on me and tried it. 
No matter how many places you go where I've been, you can't break my soul. And I am still alive, and you can go to hell. No matter how many clones you make. Alright, so in this book, it says right here, to account for the fact, okay, I'll just start from here. There is nothing in the learned doctor's explanation, however, to account for the fact that Howard Carter did not chance to breathe any of the nauseous vapors, although he was more steadily engaged in the work of excavation than even Lord Carnarvon, we also question how much science actually knows about this mysterious dust which defies analysis. For if it cannot be analyzed, how can it be either identified with certainty or proved poisonous? The term poisonous dust is evidently the charitable term that covers a multitude of scientific shortcomings. Shortcomings. Okay? Assalamu alaikum. Through sorcery, though sorcery has been accorded no official recognition by modern science patriarchal movements, there is nevertheless a certain quasi-official acceptance of the reality of occult phenomena throughout the civilized world. In a newspaper interview, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle illustrates the widespread recognition of the idea that the Egyptians knew how to surround their dead with mysterious guardian agencies which throughout the centuries visited their vengeance upon grave robbers grave robbers, Kennedy, um, scientific or otherwise. Um, I'm just like, what, um, wait, what Christian society is Kennedy from again? All right, um, I don't know. Let's figure this out. In discussing with the correspondent of the Daily Express, the death of a certain Mr. Fletcher who had felt the wrath of Egypt's dead, Conan Doyle declared that the tragedy was caused by Egyptian elementals guarding a female mummy because another student of Egyptology, Egyptology might as well be a demonology, a Mr. Robinson had began, begun and investigation of stories of the mummy's malevolence malevolence a warned mr robinson he says against concerning himself concerning himself with the mummy at the british museum he persisted and his death followed he persisted and death followed are we to presume However, that this single phase of ceremonial magic constituted the entire repertoire of the Egyptian 
Thamathurgis. If they could manifest, if they can manifest, okay? Think about this word manifest. Man infest is like ma if they can mind control such surprising power, right? So if they can manifest such surprise surprising power, they wanna is it not is it not probable that they possessed a knowledge of other natural hidden forces, forces as yet unknown to the modern world, and possibly of in estimable value. We are assured in the authorized version of Holly Wright that the um, magicians of Egypt changed their staves or rods into serpents in the presence of Pharaoh. What? What did she just say? Okay. The modern scientist does not live who can duplicate that phenomena the modern scientist does not live should i say this again all right the modern scientist does not live who can duplicate that phenomena yet if he happens to be a good christian he is in somewhat of a dilemma period the poisonous dust analysis of which has baffled scientists was scattered about the tomb. How's that passage for yeah, Egyptologists, demonologists, psychoanalysts, psychopathic, social, human, experimental, eugenic, punk-ass, clone-making, stem-selling, DNA-grabbing. How is that? For, how is that passage for you guys? Okay. You won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. Magic, says General Albert Pike, is the exact and obsolete science of nature and its laws. So, if that is so, Mr. Albert Pike, okay? If Albert Pike knows so knows so much, right? If Albert Pike knows so much and has gained so much wisdom and knowledge from this absolute science of nature and its laws, right? Which comes from female vaginas and um female thought processes of spirituality of her story. Um like why don't we let her speak right so history doesn't keep um his story right his story doesn't have to keep repeating himself to go in a circle around some seven circles okay 
Yes, I, 1 plus 4 plus 4 I thought equals 9, right? So 4 plus 4 is 8 plus 1 is 9, all right? And 144 equals 9, and it's the number of completions. So as, as 7 is, right? So if 7 is already completed, so is 7, 8, and 9 is completed, right? So um, over here it says from, okay, so Albert Pike gained a lot of abundance through his magic that he found um, absolute science. He found it so scientifically workable for him to gain um so much money and abundance in his pocket that the magic can't even work for anyone else but you know besides his ass so from the um knowledge because if it's a man you know if it's a man it's if it's only his story it's all it's it's only the magic only belongs to fucking him and his you know how can the woman use her own magic, right? Something to ponder and marinate on. Just Okay, so let's go on. From the experience in occult science, in turn, arises the theoretic, theoretic art. For as surely as man has adapted his physical universe to his purposes, right? So his matter, matter of fact, the physical universe, his purposes, so surely the... The adept adapts, right? The adept adapts the medical physical universe to his purposes. Oh, how how adorable. Congratulations, man. Round of applause. You made Oh, you became a man. Round of applause. He became a man. Oh my god. I thought it would never happen. When the boy turns into a man, oh my goodness! Without pussy What? It's unheard of! Oh my god! Oh my! All right, so to acknowledge that the Egyptians possessed the power of adapting mystical forces to uh, physical ends is to bestow upon um, them proficiency in the most perfect and difficult of the arts. Yet to deny this ability on the part of Egyptian uh, priests is to deny the evident, and we must rein ourselves to the undeniable fact that they possessed a form of learning which has not been conferred up upon this present race. All right? So, um, fake people have an image to man maintain. Real people just don't give a fuck, right? That explains a lot of things about the Egyptians. All right? That are similar to the Islamic religion. Okay? That is also similar to the comedic religion. Okay? How about that for a uh, 144? Booyah! Alright guys, so I do not like the word boo. Alright? 
I find the word boo degrading, insulting my intelligence, degrading my intelligence. Don't ever, 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 ever come around me and call me boo. Okay? Ever. I, I, I'd rather be called bae than boo. Don't call me boo. And also don't call me God. Don't even try to because I do not trust people who call themselves God. That is a complex. All right, this part. The term magic was not associated with occult uh, jugularly by the Egyptians, but arose from profound understanding of natural law, right? So if we acknowledge the Egyptian initiates to have possessed some knowledge not common to the so-called educated men of today, we do not necessarily admit belief in superstition. All right, so superstition is closely involved with the supernatural but magic infers knowledge of the superphysical. We may therefore say that belief in the supernatural is the basis of superstition, but belief in the superphysical is the basis of all forms of mysticism. Okay, so superstition, here we go. Uh, superstition, all right, so people will tell you, don't look in a mirror, okay? Let's talk about superstition, mirror, mirror um, superstition. Your reflection is something you must look at. You have to introspect and look at yourself in and reflect on yourself. And what better way to do that in, in front of a mirror where you could see how others see you, how you could see you. When people tell you, don't look in a mirror or don't, you know, get rid of your mirrors, that's a superstition. They are in fear. They live in fear. If you are a reflective, introspective person, you can look inside of a mirror and look straight at yourself and stop and do not fear your reflection, right? How are you going to fear your own reflection? Look in the mirror. Ask yourself, who are you? If you don't know who you are, how could your dreams come true? All right, so this part, Egyptian priests, all right, so they have all this knowledge of um, uh, the natural laws, but the Egyptian priests did not acknowledge supernatural but they did emphasize the philosophical uh, variety, variety that the visible and the invisible are seen and the unseen together constitute nature. Okay, so it's um, they say he's saying that they're saying Egyptian priests are saying you can't have one without the other. Nature is as much as an invisible world as it is a visible world. All right. So um, I think Martin Luther King uh, Jr. had a quote about the scientific uh, power 
above i what how does that quote go hold on okay so martin luther king encouraged ethics to be practiced in science and technology okay shall i say that again he encouraged ethics to be put back into science and technology i encourage ethics to be put back in everything including the justice system so um maybe uh and he the quote is, he says a respective um when the scientific power has outrun our spiritual power we have guided missiles and misguided men that part right there says i really just saying like when you come up with when you keep when you lie you have to keep up with that lying you have to keep come you have to keep it going and going and going and going like an energizer bunny you you put one lie out you got to keep lying and lying and lying and lying to people you, and it gets so hard to get back to the truth of the matter when you have to keep coming up with storylines agendas and things that go against the law of nature the law against the law of one against the law that is already put forth here by the most high that a lot of people all over the world right believe in besides some atheist i don't know like some psycho fucking people all right that think they're above god they think they're above law they think they're above authority figures like i don't know what is wrong with people but they don't believe in god is not people who believe in god's problem we cannot coexist with us be believing in in god and you over there taking taking and abusing that power how is that a coexisting thing it's not it's not equal it's not fair and it is a cycle the yin and yang cycle it's a abusive cycle of yin and yang of take and take and take and take and not give back and not give back and not give back not give back one energizer bunny and everybody gets a piece of that is a abuse save thing it's an abuse of power it's an abuse of entitlement and authority okay to keep manipulating an energetic source is not god given that is man given man manipulate has the word man in it because man is not supposed to act like a snake a snake charming ass fuck shit the snake charming ass snake shit that he is you do not manipulate energies 
and, and humans. You manipulate a rope and you tie it. You don't manipulate people's frequencies. You do not manipulate people's energies. This is not a God-given thing to do in our world, in anybody's world. Taking advantage of people and innocence and youth. Looking for fountains of youth to take from is not okay. To all you CO playboys out there, like, please explain why you need so much money to make underground prison bunkers for yourselves to stay in so you don't have to take account, look in the mirror, and see your reflection for who you are. So I would say people are... People are innocent and not in denial as much as it's projected onto them that they are in denial. It's called an Osiren cycle of sabotaging people. Okay, says over here. The Egyptian fragments, which have been translated in recent years, offer no complete account of the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Osiris, nor has any new key been found to unlock the great drama, which may well be termed the passion play of Egypt, right? So think about how words are swords, right? And what this is saying and how cursed this passage just right here is, right? So um, if you don't have an intention to find um, or unlock or you're not given these keys, you might as well not say anything at all, correct? Who wrote this book? Manly P. Hall, all right? So um, why? Are you so obsessed, Manly P. Hall, with Egyptian fragments and Osiris? We will not know yet, okay? But I'm sure it's to rush the future into the present of your real in presence of your reality that you see. And no and nobody else is rushing to it but you, right? Cause you gotta you gotta take um you got Alright, so whatever. Maybe a lot of people um, are just in the here and now to find themselves to, you know, because they're just so knowing people, right? I don't know. These gnosis-ass people. So no, you go January, February, if you go from uh, top to bottom, from the mind to your mouth. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. November lands on the nose. Gnosis. Gnosis. So, um, nor has any new keys. Uh, the pa- it's, They're calling this a passion play of Egypt, okay? And um, it is not our intention to perpetuate Plutarch's, um, Plutarch's, account merely for its outward appearance but rather from the same motive that inspired sinusis who the fuck is that 
platonic philosophy. All right, excuse me. Sorry for my cussing, but this podcast is meant for adults. Platonic philosopher and um, Christian bishop to compile his uh, account of the same fabulous history. Cenosis in his treatise on providence thus introduces the Osirian myth. This fable, they're calling it a fable, is Egyptian. They're calling something the laws of nature, um, all right? So they're making this real story into a fable story for their own greed, gluttony, abundant abundant ass reasons, right? It's really fucked up in in my, um, if you think about it, we have taken the liberty it says we have taken the liberty manly p hall says he has taken the liberty however of somewhat expanding the fable he's taken the liberty of expanding the fable by incorporating therein some small fragments derived from the other greek writers and occasionally a few words bearing upon the account from fragments of egyptian religion literature the story then is in substance as follows right here it says the goddess nut whom plutoric identifies with Rhea, was the daughter of shu and tefnut she is the wife of seb which is saturn and the mother of ra which is helios okay The goddess Nut, whom Plutarch, Plutarch identifies with Rhea, was the daughter of Shu and Tefnut. She is the wife of Saturn and the mother of Ra, Helios. If we, if we are to trust Plutarch, she afterwards becomes the wife of Ra or the son. Okay, 2020, um, 2020, uh, after my father died, I was kept in a green room by a dude, his, and he called himself Ra, and he wanted to um, say that, you know, he was trying to, I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do. He was trying to be my next husband, I guess. So, um, that is not happening. Nut is um, unfaithful to Ra. Yep. Who discovers that she is with child by Seb, pronounces a curse upon her that she should not be delivered of her progeny in any month or year. Thote, Hermes or um, Mercury. See? Thote, not thought. Thot, um, Thot, Hermes or Mercury, who is also in love with Nut, comes to her assistance with the stratagem. He plays at tables with the moon goddess Selene and wins from her the 17th part of each of her illuminations and joining the, these parts together, he forms of them five days 
which he adds to the calendar. Previous to that time, the Egyptian year consisted of 360 days. And then it, he added, um, so uh, these five days being not part of any month or year, Ra was outwitted. Upon these days, Nut brought forth her five children at different times and different places. Upon the first of these days, she brought forth Osiris and the place of his birth, according to Diodorus, was Mount Nisa in Arabia, the happy. Mount Nisa is now Mount Sinai. The moment of birth of, Osi of Osiris, a voice um, sounded throughout the world saying, the Lord of all the earth is born. On the second day, Nut gave birth to Ororiris, or or the elder Horus, on the third day, Typhon or Set on the fourth day, and Isis on the fifth and last day, Nephetis. The Egyptians, therefore, regard the five days which they term the epoch or superadded as the birthdays of the gods, especially venerating the fourth of them upon which the benevolent goddess Isis came into being. Plutarch further then announces that the five children of Nut were not all of the same father, thus contradicting his earlier statement. He says that Osiris and the elder Horus were the children of Ra. He says that Osiris and the elder Horus were children of Ra, that Isis was the daughter of Thoth, and the only Typhon and Nephetis were actually the offspring of Seb. There is another, and even more recondite legend regarding the elder Horus, which denies him the fathership of Ra. So here we have a nut that... Hermes <laughs> thought of, thought it out, um, she experimented and she brought about five children from all these different men, all right? This sounds like very similar things that go on today in our world, you know. We have mothers that have children. I know girls, I know girls that, you know, they want to have five different husbands nowadays. They don't, they want to have a family over here and then another family over there. While someone like me has 
like no fam while I get like no family, they want to create like maybe three, four, five different families. So that's your god nut, I guess, you know. This is your fable. So we're in February, 28 days, in February, according to some, it was the 28th year of the reign of Osiris, and to others, in the 28th year of his life. I got married at the age of 28, I think, in India, in, back in 2014, and I got divorced. 2019 so that's that's five years it's no children no love no nothing so but I got a lot of death threats I got a lot of people who wanted to sacrifice my whole life and you know do moon ma I had a sister circle that was doing moon magic around me. Like we in like a fairy tale movie um, called Dante's Inferno or something like that. I had a bunch of um, arrogant ass um, internet scammers that want to make money off of advertising and propaganda on the internet. Like we're still in the 1500s and the 8th age of Pisces or something. Um, they're giving out wine, like, for Dionysus and stuff, and having Dionysus wine parties under, I don't know, in the dark, dark web or something. I don't know. Like, they make money to screw people. They, um, they have to get a email list of a bunch of people to call themselves a boss. So they, the more numbers they get, the more numbers of people they get. Like any nonprofit organization, any of these organizations with these men who are poly tricked into being a puppet for, I don't know, the injustice system that we have. Um, that only changes one law. They only change one law in the in the injustice system. They only change the abortion laws and the rower. That's all they talk about and change. They don't even change it. They don't. Um, I know so many people who commit crimes and then um, they do the time and then when they come out, you know, they. Shout out to Rich if you're listening. The one in on the one in jail. So um Yeah, this stuff is uh very 
Okay, so I'm just like they hide um the fact that uh you don't know a lot of things um and free energy about free energy is because um in the library of Alexandria or something like that they um they kept this information away from the public. That's why there's um uh miracles of uh Fatima, right? The the three visions, these uh, shepherd children seeing these apparitions and um, the store, the um, what they kept, the what the Vatican kept from the whole people, the Pope and everybody kept from the public. They still they they kept it to themselves, these secrets, just like they kept the free energy source to themselves in Alexandria and they lit up all all of their stuff and they get free things while the rest of the world has to pay all right and um that's that like there's women who have babies in jail so you know the fact that i can't i can't have a family is a huge problem it's not okay And there's nothing wrong with my my vagina. There's nothing wrong with any any of my female products, female organs, or nothing. I get my period on the same time. I don't know how other people. I don't know how other people know when I get my period. It's really odd behavior. How much information people have about me and my life by people exploiting my life on uh, throughout the internet for the last. You know, since my father died and uh, since I got, since 2014 and be, um, before, uh, there's people on the internet and um, all over exploiting, exploiting my intellectual property rights. They're infringing and overbreached contracts is fucking stopping. It's stopped. You cannot your your contracts are overbreached they your contracts keep asking more from me than you give back to me that is not a contract that's not a fair contract it's not going to work out like that you don't just take and take and take and take that's not a, a true contract you need to change your fucking contracts you need to stop overbreaching your contracts okay I had a dream and y'all are fucking it up. All right. How about that? So we're all at 46 minutes and I'm still going. So here we have it says she being his sister could not put him to death but set him at liberty which so incensed Horus that he laid hands upon his mother and removed from her head the insignia of royalty. Thoth gave her a new helmet made the shape of an ox's head. Typhon next accused Horus of illegitimacy, but Thoth proves his royal descent. All right. It says, after his, its resurrection... In the underworld, the shade of Osiris visits Isis and 
In consequence thereof, she gives birth to another son, as it were, by a holy ghost, for she knew no living man. This child is called Harpocrates, and Plutoric says of him that he came into the world before his time and lame in his lower limbs. Harpocrates is usually depicted as a nude figure, his head adorned with a single curling lock of hair on the right side. This being with the Egyptians a symbol of youth or adolescence, he is sometimes depicted with an elaborate plumed headdress of wearing the double crown of the northern and southern empires. His finger is placed to his lips, which Plutarch interprets as a gesture symbolic of his childish and helpless state. The Greeks and Romans, however, considered this gesture to be a symbol for silence, and from this has arisen the custom of placing the finger to the lips as a motion for quietness and secrecy. All right. This is where we get the medical staff symbol, statues of the god Harpocrates, which became the Hippocratic Oath, were placed at the entrances to temples and sacred retreats where the dramas of the mysteries were performed as a sign that silence and secrecy should be observed in the holy places and that all initiates were bound by vows of discretion. The Harpocrates is, a somet is sometimes shown standing, and at other times he is depicted seated on the blossom of a lotus. Seems like a gay trans situation right here, with Harpocrates being a secret, like he came out both male and female, androgynous, and he's a secret, so they um, put the their fingers, their lips as a motion for client secrecy. Although he is uh, usually f figured with childish immaturity of body, the imperfection of his lower limbs, as described by Plutarch, is not apparent in the Egyptian drawings. It therefore seems that the statements concerning this deformity should be more carefully examined. Samuel Squire, whose translation of Plutarch's Isis and Osiris, made in 1744, is still most often quoted by Egyptologists, states, um, definitely, lame in his lower limbs. Um, Harpocrates also reminds me of Hierophant and um, okay.
So the father of Osiris is made to say to his son, you also have been initiated in the, those mysteries in which there are two pairs of eyes and it is uh, requisite that the pair which are beneath should be closed when the pair that are above them perceive. When the pair above are closed, those which are beneath should be opened. These words unquestionably have an arcane meaning and are incorporated into the narrative that the true significance of the whole Osirian cycle might not be entirely obscured. Sensuous does not describe the death of Osiris, but merely reports his vanishment and final restoration to the throne. In the latter part of the story, there is also introduced a certain philosopher who was a stranger in Egypt. This philosopher predicts the fall of Typhon and is an eyewitness to the recrowning of Osiris. Sinus says... Um, the word, this word I'm reading is S-Y-N-E-S-I-U-S, -S, sinuses. Sounds like sinuses, like from your nasal. Says of the philosopher, he likewise then learned some particulars about Osiris, which would shortly happen, and the others which would take place at some greater distance of time was then the boy Horus would choose as his associate in battle a wolf instead of a lion. But who the wolf is, is a sacred narration, which it is not wholly to divulge, even in the form of fable. Such is the amazement, amazing tradition of the god king Osiris, the first victim, it says the first mummy and the first resurrection. He dies and is born again in three forms. So this is like a patriarchal shift, okay? First as a god of the underworld where he rules and the justified dead. Um, second as a, it's like a lot of like, I feel like there's a lot of desecration of the story of um all this is like ism is very just about you know men and where he comes from and um you know taking no accountability of things is is a lot of this So that's it, guys.